Part One, Chapter Two of Life and Lillian Gish. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eva Davis. Life and Lillian Gish by Albert Bigelow Payne. Part One, Chapter Two Life and a Little Girl. The little household did not remain in Springfield. At the time of his marriage, or soon after, James Gish gave up his position as a salesman and opened a small confectionery. Candy making may have been his trade. At all events, he worked at it now, sometimes leaving Maisie, as he called her, to tend shop while he went to nearby fairs and celebrations. Had he persevered, he might have done well enough. As it was, when Lillian was about a year old, he gave up Springfield for Dayton, to which prosperous town Father McConnell had already taken his saddlery and harness business, including the smart dapple-gray horse for the show window. Dorothy Gish, who was born in Dayton, still remembers the impressive horse in Grandfather's window. Lillian, a fair, sedate little lass, was delighted when Dorothy arrived, fat, rosy, red-haired, full of fun and mischief almost from the beginning so different these two lillian had been a pensive baby one to lie quietly looking at nothing as one thinking long thoughts possibly of a pleasanter land so recently left behind dorothy's arms and legs were perpetually in action impossible to keep the covers on her when she could creep about then walk it was necessary to grab quickly for one's possessions lillian had a doll probably a tidy rag doll or a very small china one and a little rocker which she sometimes sat in holding her doll and singing to it she never really cared for dolls ruddy-haired dorothy was lovelier than any doll when lillian held her as she did often they made a dainty picture one doll rocking another. A tragic thing happened. Lillian sat in her chair alone one day when a terrible object looked in the window. It was a workman who had put on a false face to frighten her. He succeeded. The terrified child screamed and went into spasms. Always after that, she was subject to nightmares from which she awoke screaming. In later years, they came during periods of prolonged rehearsal. Usually, they took one of two forms. She was in a wood at evening. The trees became sinister, drew their roots from the ground and pursued her. Or in a field where there were many red poppies, large ones, the California kind. They became very tall and threatening, like the trees. They came up and slapped her in the face. In summertime, Mrs. Gish took her little girls to visit her sister Emily, who had married and lived at Massillon in the eastern part of the state. It was a happy place for children. There was a green dooryard with chickens, a cat asleep on the porch, a dog, a kindly dog, who would not hurt a little girl and her baby sister. And in the house was a wonderful cupboard where a number of interesting things were kept, including a bottle of castoria. Lillian was not meddlesome, 
but she had a complex for castoria she would even dose herself with it surreptitiously her aunt put the bottle on an upper shelf but lillian with a chair a high chair if necessary would manage to reach it it became a kind of game her aunt took a castoria bottle and secretly half filled it with cod liver oil which certainly was not playing the game fairly there it stood in plain view even a low chair would reach it a good swallow saints above what an explosion what a spitting what a grabbing at the poor punished tongue lillian was naturally very honest castoria had been the one temptation she could not resist her character was now perfect but she did love baked beans she could almost never get enough of them one day this was in dayton her father took her for a walk the drinking saloons of dayton like those everywhere had swinging doors with free lunch inside spread at the end of the high bar gish pushed open a pair of those swinging doors perched the little girl on the high counter close to a great platter of beans a man wearing a white apron handed her a plate and a spoon help yourself he said lillian did not know what became of her father but by and by grandfather mcconnell appeared rather frantic and shocked and took her away one other thing she loved ice cream her taste for it amounted to a passion her father did not sell it but there was a place just down the street that did when in funds lillian haunted the ice cream counter but one was so liable to be bankrupt reflecting on these things she had a startling idea one did not need money to buy things more than once in her father's shop she had seen a customer pick up a package and with the magic words charge it please walk out why of course she could do that too ten minutes later she was finishing her second dish of vanilla and chocolate mixed charge it please the young man regarded the slender little vision who had just stowed away two saucers of his stock in trade you're mr gish's little girl aren't you yes thank you said lillian who was nothing if not polite oh all right such a nice man to know who she was on the way home she noticed a little green cap in a window just what she had wanted she stood on tiptoe to look over the counter at the grisly man who sold things i want to buy that little green cap in the window and charge it please oh why you're jim gish's little girl ain't you yes thank you he held her up to the glass the tiny cap a green jewel on her crown of gold and presently at home she was explaining all the wonder of her system to mamma who also did some explaining very gently which put the system in a new light lillian was then about three end of part one chapter two